Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaos. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again in another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Neil Arthotep in the England chapter. And I think we have a little cleanup work to do. But before that, I'd like to thank our Patreon backers. Okay, so with that, with that said, introductions begin to my right. This is Lonnie. I'm playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth, and uh, I'm packing my guns. I would imagine you're probably packing a few more than things than just your guns at this point. Those are the important things that could get me in jail. I think I'll pack those first. Fair enough. <laughs> to his right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and apparently we're going to have to find somewhere new to stay. Yeah, apparently uh, this place just can't hold how awesome you all are. At the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, and um, I am going to be very confused when I get back. Yeah, I think that's an understatement, uh, Mr. Doyle. Uh, to Jack's right. This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tattenbach, who currently is actually quite calm. Yeah, yeah, no, the, everything is everything is fine. Everything is just fine. Uh, to the doctor's right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and uh, I, I stayed safe. Sure. I mean, you had to change the hotel's atmosphere a little bit, but it worked, right? That's all that matters. And last but most certainly not least. Uh, this is Alex. I'll be playing Simon Gonger, and uh, I think I'm going to have a fun evening of taking inventory. Hmm. Yes. Uh, but first, I'd like to pull the spotlight in and uh, show the arrival of one detective, Jack Doyle, who after many hours of scouring the uh, London book scene and getting into some historical records has come upon some interesting information about the location uh, that correlates with a picture that Miss Lane brought back from Edward Gavigan's office. Armed with this information about uh, Mr. House. Jack, you returned to the hotel to see it, the lobby anyway, filled with people, several of which are police constables. Hmm. I'm not entirely certain I want to go in. <laughs> well, you see a friendly face, though, and that is Inspector Barrington. Oh, I still don't know if I want to go in, but... Uh, yeah. Sure, I'll go in. Yeah. You head in, and uh, Barrington sees you. He begins walking towards you. You see that there's a, a gentleman behind the desk, uh, behind reception. He seems to be uh, signaling to you as well. Barrington, though, gets to you first. Mr. Inspector. Doyle, how are you? Confused. Hmm. Well, I'm sure your party upstairs can probably uh, enlighten you as to what happened, I think, uh... It seems you, he turns and points to uh, 
a couple of constables bringing a unconscious, mostly unconscious man, uh, dragging it out, dragging him out of the hotel towards the street. Seems you've uh, had some visitors. Well, is everybody okay? In your party? Yes, I think so. Can't say so. I can't say the same for some of the uh, other gentlemen. Oh, so there were several. Mm. Yes, your um, your Forsyth, I think. Yes, uh, he, he said there were two or three. There were at least three, if not maybe more. So, uh, what's your take on this? My take? Yeah. Well, Put simply, I think that they saw you snooping around asking a bunch of questions about the Egyptian murders and then followed you back to the hotel here. They're trying to cover their tracks. Well, that that sounds feasible, yes. And now that we have a criminal in custody for the Egyptian murders, we can finally put some things to rest. I am certain that this will uh, wrap everything up nice in a nice little package. Hmm. Me as well. Well, uh, have a good evening, and um, good luck with lodgings. <laughs> have a nice night, Inspector. He takes his leave. You see the rest of the police constables start uh, pulling some things out. You see that there's a stretcher that is also being removed. There's a body on that stretcher, and it's covered. Hmm. I'll go to the front desk. Yes, Mr. Doyle. I was hoping that maybe you could deliver a message to, to Miss Lane. Um, staff and, and management here would like to uh, inquire as to her, uh, the length of her stay, how, how long she will be continuing to, to stay with us. Of course I will. Thank you. We'll let you know momentarily. Thank you. You take the elevator up and mm-hmm. you get out of the elevator and turn to go down the hall and that's when you begin seeing the the war zone. It looks like an incendiary device may have gone off in this hallway. It looks like well, I mean there's a bunch of blood on the floor there that some staff member is desperately trying to clean out of the carpet. That will never come out and you know it. Yeah. There appear to be uh, several some damage to the doors to the to your hotel room as well? Yeah, I'll head on in. So the hotel room looks like it's been turned upside down a little bit. Um, there's also a smell in here. It's, it's sulfur. And then there's also another smell in here, and it smells like it smells like the sea. Not just the ocean, but high tide, high salt. It's a little strange. I did not expect that. And yes, your compatriots are here in all manner of, uh, well, disarray. Some of them seem to be packing. So for the investigators who were in the hotel, uh, besides doing what you were doing at the end of last session, which was kind of just shakily recovering from the fog, uh, what are you all doing? I'm packing. I'm packing as fast as I can. Fortunately, I don't have a lot, so. Doc had already packed for the most part because he knew what was going down so after his little science experiment he's actually sitting out in the main area having a um, having two fingers of gin in a glass or whiskey you know, whatever's handy 
regarding the situation with some amusement. Uh, Lillian's just trying to put herself back together. I was, you know, I was pretty, pretty much packed, just like the doctor. Um, I'm still wearing my my dress that I was wearing is all tattered, um, probably torn. Some, I, I'm assuming my ankle is still a little messed up. Yep. So, um, yeah, just taking stock and trying to make sure anything else I need is packed away as quickly as possible. Ladies, gentlemen. I see we had some visitors. More than one. Well, yeah, that would be visitors. Yeah, I can't even think at this point. Miss Lane, the management would like to know how long you're planning on staying. As little as possible. We are we are leaving very shortly, Jack, so go get packed up. All right. Mr. Gavigan um, might know possibly that I took some of his things that didn't belong to us. <laughs> you think? I mean, or it, it could have been, you know, burning down that spice, lady spice shop. <laughs> I do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So my suggestion would be to pack as fast as possible so we can go find somewhere to lay low. <laughs> very good. Very good. So I will go start packing, I guess. Okay. Yeah, you head in and find... Lawrence finishing up his packing. Lawrence? I turn and just look at him and then go back to packing. Luckily, I never really unpack, so... Yeah, that's fair. I'm just going to have to put all my statues away. You are, indeed. It probably takes a good 15 or so minutes between the packing and between getting situated before you're all ready to go. And so, ultimately, the question becomes, where are you going? We should go find Simone and go hang out with him. No, uh, Simone doesn't have the space for us. I. So, Jack, you're probably more familiar with the seedier parts of town than I would be. Mm-hmm. So, I, I leave where we go next up to your uh, good judgment. Oh, we're going to seedy parts of town? I'd like to avoid another confrontation with uh, Gavigan's men. Well, I don't think going to the seedy parts of town is going to avoid that. Or do you want to just go to the Penyu Foundation and, you know... <laughs> Kick in the door and start Kick shooting? The, yeah. I mean, it's an option. It is an option. I, I wouldn't say it's a good option, but yes, it is an option. I'm actually wondering what we have left to do here in the city. Maybe leaving the city proper would be best. <clears throat> like going to Cairo or? No, no. I mean, like just stepping outside the city itself. Because I found out something about the uh, Miser House. And uh, I think we might, it might be where we can uh, put an end to this entire seedy little organization here. Sounds like where is it located? Uh, in a region of outside of London called the uh, Naz. It's on the coast. Okay. Can we find a place to stay there? It's possible. We probably can't get there until the morning. I mean, it's fairly late tonight. So we might have to just find another hotel for the evening and then leave in the morning. But we need to talk to uh, Simone first. Well, then why don't we... Why don't we just stay here for the night? Well, that's, that's what I kind of figured. 
yeah, I doubt they're gonna make another move tonight, and Simone doesn't know that we're leaving or what happened, so we might as well stay here until we can get a hold of him. Right, and I don't know when he'll get any, any of his messages if we let him know. So, we'll stay here for the night, we'll call, leave a message, and then figure out exactly what we're going to do in the morning. If that's okay with you. I need to get cleaned up anyways. Sounds like a fantastic idea to me. Okay. So, without any uh, further ado, the group stays put for the night. Batten down the hatches as best you can. Are any of you going to decide to maybe stay up, rotate, keep a watch? No, I think a watch is a good idea. And I want to leave a message for Simone, basically telling him to give us a call the first thing when he gets this. Okay. Leave it with his landlady? Yes. Okay. I'm staying awake. It's not hard. I mean, you were very recently, like, choked by fog, so... Hmm. Yeah, uh, wake me up when you start feeling tired. Get me up and I will take over for you. Because I didn't get that adrenaline pump, so I can go right to bed. Fair enough. I suppose I will doze this for, uh, for a while as well. Rotating through the night, you have a few... You hear things that you wouldn't normally hear. You see things through the, the curtains that you that you wonder about. Sigmund, when you're up, there's a morning-ish fog that rolls through the city streets and it sends a shiver up your spine. But the group gets through the night. At about 7.30 in the morning, there's a knock at the door. I'll answer it because I'm probably the one up. Mm Mm-hmm. You see a hotel uh, member member of hotel staff uh, on the other end of the door, and he tips his hat to you and then hands you a telegram. A telegram. Okay. I'll open it up. I'll dip him. And... Oh, um, could you inform the uh, management that we will be leaving today? Right away, sir. You can see that his steps away from the room are done expeditiously. Okay, I'm going to check out the uh, telegram. Yep. Miss Lane, you don't sleep very well that night. You're not sure if it's your ankle, which still hurts, or if it's just the, the shock of what happened. But you've been lying in bed now for probably an hour when that knock comes at the door, trying to figure out a way to get back to sleep. I hear the knock. I had been trying to go back to sleep, but I also, I, I held the, uh, the envelope and a note from Edward Gavigan, mm-hmm. turning it in my hands. The words on the back of the card are pretty stark. Lights out. It was a, it's a direct message. I shake myself out of the uh, internal dread I'm feeling and sigh and get get out of bed. I throw mm-hmm. a, a shawl around my shoulders and peek outside the bedroom door while I'm assuming Maeve is still sleeping. Yeah, you see Jack out there and he's uh, just now closing the door. Seems to have something in his hand. Looks like a card. I come out of the room all the way and 
close it behind me as light as possible. Jack? It's obvious I did not get much sleep last night. What's going on? Oh, I just uh, received this telegram. Or we did, but... What does it say? My guess it's a uh, coded message from Simone, but it says, The Empress resides at the confluence of the three. The house, the road, the industry. She only 14, zero jester's weight, wanted, entire court required. Okay, so well... It comes from Southampton. Yeah. Well, the entire court required, I'm assuming, means he needs all of us. That's what I'm thinking, too. The jesters are. People following. The empress resides at the confluence of the three. The house, the road, the industry. She's only 14. Is it maybe Doc 14? Mike, can I hear them talking? Yeah, it's impossible at this point to not. Okay. I come out kind of rubbing my head. Perhaps he is referring to as the House of Commons? Maybe. I. All I know is that Simone liked to play at the docks. I really wish he'd stop, uh, stop coding all his messages. <laughs> or at least settle on one code that we could have written down or something. Right. I'm just saying. So what does the 14 stand for with the House of Commons? Well, it might not be the House of Commons. I'm just waking up. It's just an idea. The house, the road, and the industry? Jack, do you know where his house was? Yeah, I know where his house was. Was there a major road nearby? I don't know. Is there anything that might, uh, Mike, is there anything that might uh, coincide with any of this? Not as far as his place in Limehouse. Yeah, I didn't think so. I mean, it's telling that the telegram came from Southampton. Right, which is where I'm assuming is where he's going to want us to go. So maybe we need to know more about Southampton. I don't see Southampton on the map. It's not correct. Am I looking at the wrong thing? Uh, Not really. Southampton is the port that you came into. So it could be deck 14. C. C. Damn it. Yeah. So we have to go to Southampton, but we're in Southampton. Well, maybe if we go to Southampton, we can figure it out when we get there. Or maybe we can ask somebody. I mean, are we going to do it? Should we? Uh, do we really want to trust anybody at this point? Shouldn't we find a place to stay first? In Southampton? Are you up? Are you here with us? I probably cracked <laughs> the door open, yeah. Look over here. I may have has a good point. <laughs> We're going to stay in London at all. We're either going uh, northeast to the Nays or we're going down to Southampton. Well, I'm just saying because if we get a driver and all of our stuff is in the car, we don't want to be dragging our stuff everywhere. Or maybe we do. No, I I agree with that. We, We need to find somewhere to put our stuff. Well, you know, if we take a train down to Southampton, Gavigan and, uh, the Brotherhood is likely to think that we're leaving that they uh, scared us off. Sure. So at the very least, that's not a terrible uh, first step. And on top of that, if they think that we are scared off, then perhaps they will act on the next step for whatever they were doing, which then right. we can catch them, what is what's this saying, without pants? Yeah, that's close enough. All right. What if they come on the train with us? Well, then we uh, take care of them on the train. 
We cannot light the train on fire, Jack. Just an uh, FYI. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. It's easier to throw somebody off a movie train, anyhow. Okay. And we have a plan. Okay, so you're going to head to Southampton via train. I guess, yes. All right, so the trip there takes about an hour or so, give or take, maybe two. The trip down is relatively uneventful. The train makes, of course, all of its normal scheduled stops. And you return to a station that you once left from to go to London. You see the ships in port. Uh, You pass through mostly, mostly uh, countryside before you get there. There's not a whole lot of highly developed areas. There's there's no real big cities, but pass a long and kind of sweeping river. And then you arrive in Southampton with all your stuff. So um, what... uh, what uh, henchman did you purchase to carry the 1,500-pound trunk you have, Miss O'Shea? <laughs> what? That's how big it is? Well, I mean, it's it's pretty big. Why? We know I... you're running around with the Library of Congress at this point. So, I, First of all, I'm not. And second of all, why would they get me a trunk that big? Library in a box. Well, it's, it's, it's not that big. I don't know. The men are going to have to figure it out. Well, I guess we'll carry her trunk. All right. Fair enough. So after you get off the uh, the platform in Southampton, where is the group collectively deciding to head? We we did stay at a hotel, a small hotel when we got here, right? Originally? Yes, you could head back there. That's probably a good Raise place to start. We can get some rooms there for a couple of days. Okay, yeah, easy enough. You grab some relatively reasonable rooms. You even stay on the same side of the building you stayed before when you were here. Hey, Mike, has anybody been following us or anything out of the ordinary? Or anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. All right. Do you want That's me to start pretty... with it? Would you like me to start with one? Has, do I notice if there's anybody following us? Because I'm pretty skittish at this point. You can make a spot hidden roll if you'd like. Okay. Again, an extreme success. 13 out of 88. Yeah. So far, it seems like you haven't picked up any sort of tales. You haven't really seen any anyone trying to, you know, keep their eyes and, and ears peeled your direction. I breathe a sigh of relief, relax slightly. You've now moved to Southampton, the southern part of the tree. Are you going to uh, investigate the telegram anymore, Jack? Yes. See if I can't okay. uh, figure out some uh, what the hell this telegram is telling me. Sure. So you inquire at the desk about the telegram, just about Southampton, really. And when you talk about the talk to them about this confluence of the three, one of the things that they bring up to you is there are three rivers near Southampton, and that they literally come together. And that's the river test, the uh, the Itchton and Hamble. Okay. Well, that would make sense. Is there anything there? There are warehouses, but it's mostly farm country. When did you say you got this telegram? This morning. It was sent from here? Yeah. Perhaps you could go to the telegram office and see who sent it. That's, a, that's an excellent idea. Anybody want to go with or is it just me? I'll tag along with you. Okay. I'll go with as well. 
Alright. Now we're talking. Split the party. That's right. It's a, it's a way to do it. Everybody loves to split the party. Uh, so the three of you head down towards the telegram office. And uh, <laughs> Simone, how are you spending your morning after the telegram? Assuming that the evening went pretty much without incident, um, I would have paid the workers the promised sum. Obviously, they would have either had to have unloaded the truck or left the truck with me. Um, I'm fine with either plan, depending on which route they wanted to go. If they wanted to unload it and leave it inside this uh, building, then I'm willing to work with that as long as I know how to get a hold of them later in case I need to move it again. So if you ask them to unload it, they will unload it. Okay, definitely. So yeah, we would we would unload it there at the warehouse then. You paid them handsomely, so they're more than happy to to do the any any you know additional labor to get you what you need. Okay. Um, yeah, I basically tell them that if uh, we may need to move it again, so I would probably be looking for a uh, a place to reach them, either the same area that I found them in before or someplace nearby. And they um, tell you more. the uh, they tell you the name of a pub that they usually frequent. Um, then I spend most of the morning. I'm not going through these boxes with the exception of one. Uh, I'm going to get the box that had the knife in it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to remove the knife from that box uh, okay. and tuck it and tuck it away. Other than that, I am basically spending the time that morning. I will probably head down to the. Uh, the train station, or like whatever area between the uh, the train station and the warehouse location would be like ideal. Mm-hmm. And just kind of wander about, making my way back to the warehouse and just kind of circling the area. Okay. So why don't you give me a uh, spot hidden roll and we'll see how you do. Sure. Wow. That's a... Uh, I critically fail. You do. Right? That's a 99.55. Yes, you critically fail. I... I get lost in Southampton. Miss Lane, uh, you are kind of tucked in close towards uh, Mr. Doyle and uh, Mr. Forsyth, still keeping your gaze upon the, the trail you're making, making sure that no one's following you. And as you're passing closer towards uh, the, the docks area where the telegram office is, uh, you notice someone that has a striking resemblance. Um, Simone, you're not still in the Norwegian captain's outfit, are you? No, no, that got disposed of before I made it back to the warehouse. Right. So, Miss Lane, that, that's got to be Simone. And, yeah, that's got to be him. I'd probably have a bit more pep in my step than usual. Yes. I uh, grab Jack's... Uh jacket sleeve and, and yank on it. Yes. Jack. Jack. Simone is right there. Right there. I try he to like see us. Actually it doesn't seem he doesn't seem he's noticed you yet. Alright. Let's well, he's here, so let's not waste any more time, I guess. Okay. And uh we'll approach uh Simone. So Simone, you get a flash of hot temperature rise as somehow some way someone gets within like a one and a half meter proximity to you and you didn't pick them up i probably turn on my heel directly into lillian oh pardon uh where are you going 
I'll like put my hands up. <laughs> put my hands down, kind of like straighten my jacket. Uh, it would seem that uh, you have found your way here. Yeah. Is are they? Is everybody here? I like look past well, them. Well, we're all here. We're just not right here. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we ran into each other. Uh, when did you arrive? Just a little while ago. Um, do I see like the doctor or Forsyth? Well, you, Mr. For- Mr. Forsyth's here. You don't see Maeve or the doctor. So the LDLs are, uh, are with you in Southampton? Yes, we have uh, some rooms. There is a uh, warehouse at the docks where I have... Uh, well, it would be easier if I would just show you the uh, this way. I'll just kind of try to get my bearings and like turn around and start heading back toward the uh, the warehouse district. It's really unnerving. This whole encounter has frayed mm. you a little bit because three people walked up on you and you didn't you didn't hear or see them. I'm clearly clearly at the uh, the edge of my nerves at this point. I probably need like a three week nap. I'll probably frequently like rubbing my forehead and like kind of squinching my eyes and temples. So, uh, I'll did your investigations go, uh, anything to report? Miss Lane, would you like to fill him in? You know, it was, everything was fine. It was all fine. So fine. Excellent. I'm like barely paying attention. I'm just like rubbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Simone, why don't we talk about our adventure later? Why don't you show us what you've uh, been up to? Uh... Spent some uh, quality time aboard the uh, Ivory Wind. Um, the crew was uh, quite agreeable. Uh, are we, when we, uh, how close were we to the warehouse? You're probably about five minutes. Okay. There are uh, matters you may wish to concern yourself with, Miss Lane, considering uh, the cover you are intending to go with during your investigation. Oh, I don't think that'll matter anymore. Oh, I... <laughs> if, uh... Mike, can I ahead. make a spot hidden? Absolutely. What would you like to t- attempt to spot? Seeing that uh, Simone is not moving or reacting in a way that I have seen him move or react, I would like to make sure no one's following us. It, it Technically, it'd be a psychology role to interpret his intent and to see if he's quote-unquote, acting like him. I'll give it a throw. Anymore. I'll give yeah. it a throw. Can't hurt, right? It cannot it hurt. It could hurt. I mean, it well, could, it's a yeah. failure, 89 over 10, but it's yeah. not a critical failure. So, something is wrong. So, so something is... Um, no, something... Something's not wrong with him. Something's going on with Miss Lane. She's not right. So... I don't know what you mean. You said everything was fine. Oh yes, yeah, everything's fine. So, um, Simone, your um, your your message that we got this morning—you sent us a message, right? A telegram, yes. Mm. What does the fourteen stand for? <laughs> uh, it's part of the uh, address of the warehouse. So close. Okay. We would have figured it out when we got there. I uh, apologize for. Uh, Perhaps uh, confusion, or I have growing concerns, just based on the 
extent of this uh, operation that Gavigan has running in London. Yeah, I'm sure there's nothing to be concerned about. <laughs> no. What's the likelihood of anything bad happening? <clears throat> he, I, it's not like he's going to find us out or anything. Right. Or, and uh, right. attack right. us in a hotel room or... Us? You weren't there. I mean, it. it's fine. <laughs> I'm, how close are we to the docks? I would like to throw these two off. <laughs> well, close enough. You cannot throw us in the water. I don't know if I know how to swim. I should hope I know how to swim. I mean, that's not an argument against me being able to throw that's you off. very true. <laughs> A uh, right proper dunking might do you good. It probably would. Put me in line. You arrive at the warehouse, Simone. Yeah, I just kind of, um, I mean, I just kind of like throw the door open and wave them in. Voila. Look, there's a big truck in here. I'm sorry, you did not have uh, time to prepare coffee. But uh, perhaps it would do all of us some good to sit down and uh, discuss our uh, options. Um, I'm going to go over to the truck and like kind of throw the back open. Um, and I will gesture to the boxes. <gasps> I climb into the truck. Uh, before you uh, <laughs> go rooting around in there, you should probably understand what it is you are looking at. Mm. This is uh, the remainder of the shipment that was coming from the Penu Foundation aboard, aboard the uh, Ivory Wind. If, I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the ship should be departing sometime today. And... Uh, Gavagan should be none the wiser. There are uh, decoys on board, and it would take him at least a few months to un- uh, to verify whether or not the contents have been. Uh, what? Well, where did you get decoys? It's uh, it's uh, inconsequential. Just the the. Uh, I mean, great. I, I, where did you get the money to do all this? I was using the money that uh, I asked you for. Oh! 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 Okay, well, you oh. sure did put it to good use. I really wouldn't worry about Gavigan. <laughs> I sit on the back of the truck and kind of, like, dangle my feet. I feel like there is uh, what she would like to get off your chest. Oh, no. no, no. You, know, you really don't have to worry about me infiltrating Gavigan's organization. Just, just... Well, regarding your cover, uh... Gavigan had tried to have us murdered at the hotel. That's not... Why? Why do you have to play like that? <laughs> uh, I look at Forrest like, oh my gosh. You know, in my head, so I'm thinking, I'm like kind of putting it together a bit. So what I'm picking up is that something happened last night and everybody's freaking out. So uh, are the doctor and uh, Miss Mademoiselle O'Shea, are, are they okay? Oh, they're fine. Yes, everybody's fine. Well, all of us are fine. They keep saying that word, Mr. Forsyth, and it's just fine. We're all fine. <laughs> There's nothing more reassuring than constant reusing of the word fine. fine. It's all it's all a, a lie. You know it's a lie. Yeah, Simone, I've got like serious dark circles under my eyes. Before uh, I attempt to unravel whatever it is you are trying not to say, I'm going to finish what I have to say about this shipment. Whether or not Gavigan is aware of other efforts or uh, the fact remains that there are many things in your possession that uh, there are going to be many people seeking out and looking for 
not just necessarily the stuff that is uh, in the talk here, but things you have acquired uh, one way or another, regardless of whether you uh, stay here or travel elsewhere. These things need to go somewhere. They cannot go with you perpetually. And it seems that many of these things are dangerous, no? Indeed. I am not uh, attached to any one of them, but uh, I know that there are those in the academic circles who would frown on us destroying such things. So if we don't want these falling into the wrong hands, I'm pretty sure I have a warehouse over in the in the United States that we can... I say we destroy them. <sighs> I, I well, guess. First we have to study them if there's any information. That we we need. have to touch all of them. It is not to say that we could not do both, but I am glad that you brought that up because uh, I think that maybe if uh, it is time for a London departure to occur, uh, you may either want to find a way to send some of these things back to America. Maybe you want to go with them. Maybe you want to send uh, others with the items or uh, but one way or another. uh, If your investigation continues along these lines, it is uh, likely that more of these things will fall into your lap. Or bags, or trucks, or whatever the case may be. Well, we certainly hope so. (laughs) Look at Jack. (laughs) I just kind of ignore it. So that organization that Maeve's part of, do we, do, are we aware that she's, I'm assuming I'm aware of. Nope. Are we aware? We're not aware? Nobody is aware that I am a part of the Golden Dawn. Well, your 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 Golden Dawn. I was gonna. That was gonna be my suggestion: is that they take some of the stuff. (laughs) That would be great, but nobody knows. (laughs) Nobody knows. Hence, secret uh... society. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, if we're gonna send this stuff back to the states, Simone, we probably. What's on the shipping labels? The original shipping labels are on these. It is uh, funny. You should ask. Uh, I'll show. I'll actually rip off the label that is covering the other label sure right because there's like two there's like one that goes to China and one that goes yep. uh, somewhere else uh, Ben Yu is a very thorough and uh, making sure that these items got where they were going yeah so they're labeled Cairo Museum Egypt but when he removes the label they are uh, marked Hofang import export uh, Yang Street Shanghai China so where was it really? It was going to Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And it's it's labeled as if it was going to Egypt. To Egypt. I would recommend that uh, before we go opening these boxes that uh, you return with Mademoiselle O'Shea and uh, the doctor so that we can discuss matters involving your safety and you can perhaps regale me with uh, stories of uh, attempts on your life. Oh, it's all of our lives. So it, it, there was no there's no one, just one well, person. Yeah. It well, wasn't me. Yet, no, Jack remember. wasn't there. Which one of you is going to go get the um, dock and lock? Oh, I'm. I, I put myself deeper into the truck. <laughs> I'll, I'll go get. Is, uh, is, the is that our crime fighting duo name? <laughs> the dock and lock is. is. So when y'all don't know this, a little behind the scenes for our listeners, mm-hmm. when Simone talks to me about about. Maeve and the doctor, it is Doc and Locke. They're like a, a tag team. <laughs> I like it. I hear, a spin- I hear a spinoff. I'm just saying. Like, uh, yeah, Doc that's and Locke. good stuff. Yeah. We would, we'll, we'll take down uh, kooky mysteries in the 80s. And yeah, it'll be good times. I was going to say, is it like Buddy Cop? Hell yeah. 
<laughs> Does that make Maeve the straight man then? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. So you're gonna run off then and, and get uh, Miss O'Shea and the doctor. Yes, yes. Right. And uh, Lillian, you're gonna attempt to dive into these crates. Do you have a crowbar by chance? Mm, I look around the truck. Is there a crowbar sitting around? Um, if I see if she is scouting around, I'm going to gently guide her out of the truck. Ah. Oh. Perhaps uh, you should take this opportunity to get some. Uh, perhaps uh, over here. I'll guide her over to like a crate and I'll dust it off and put my coat on it, pat it. She like looks at him and I'm too tired to argue with you, Simone. I sit down and lean back against, I'm assuming the wall is right behind me. So, <laughs> so I'm going to fall off the crate and I close my eyes. I will take the opportunity while uh, Jack goes to retrieve the others to, uh, I don't know, go grab a couple pastries and then come back. Uh, Jack, you return to the uh, temporary lodgings. I assume everybody's up. You know, doing whatever they do. Reading a book. Scribbling away Uh, furiously in my journal. Miss O'Shea, doctor. Yes. We found, uh, we found Simone, and he has a veritable truckload of artifacts. <gasps> that means he's got my knife. Truckload of artifacts? Quite possibly. Well, the logistics of that are going to be problematic, but I have been giving it some thought. You thought there was a truck coming already? Well, no, not per se, but I did have the idea that... Miss O'Shea's library will probably continue to grow at possibly even an exponential rate at some point. Hopefully. The thought of some the more disturbing things that we've had currently have in our position that maybe we shouldn't be carrying with us has crossed my mind. Perhaps we should send back some of the objects, things to Chicago. Uh, put them into storage, and then we get back, we build a safe house for them. I have a safe house, sort of, <laughs> in Chicago, for things of that nature, sort of. Well, then we build something along that line, and only larger, because I'm assuming there will be more. Let's worry about that later. Well, yeah. would like us all to go down there and, uh, take a look at some of these items and see what we want to do with them in the meantime. Cool. I want to know if he has my knife. Yeah. Exciting. Your knife. Yes. <laughs> so the three of you return to the to the warehouse. And uh, Mr. Shea, you see a truck. A box truck. That is bigger than a knife. I will offer them pastries. Oh, thank you. Did, uh... Tell you what uh, is going on? Are you okay? I'll, like, look them over. Do they look injured? I have a bandage on my hand. Yep. So there are uh, many objects that uh, Gavigan saw fit to put on his ship. A dust end for China. I'll hop up on the truck again and open it up. These are the uh, same plates from which the oil beings came. The uh, sarcophagus, the uh, feet. The knife? We. Oui. Yes. But uh, after hearing what uh, transpired, I think that there is uh, much that we need to come to an understanding about. 
What was the nature of this uh, attempt on your lives? What do you mean? It was magical in nature. I kind of balk. She speaks the truth. Which shouldn't be surprising. So far, I don't think we've met cult members that at least one person couldn't cast something. So you were assaulted by Gavigan's magic? No, cult members. So Jack and Lillian went and found the priest, the head priestess of the cult, I think, of the Black Pharaoh, and brought back items and stuff. And then I looked more into it and gave him more information on the Black Pharaoh and the cult and where it started and all that stuff. And uh, these were followers. Had the same weapons, so I'm assuming the magic came from whatever deity. Some more of these uh, Black Ferial Kotos? Yes. Well, I'm assuming that uh, you want to take the time to see what is amongst these uh, containers. Considering your interest in the blade, uh, know that I will be keeping it safe for you until we uh, make a few decisions as to what is going to transpire with the rest of these uh, artifacts and anything else that you don't see fit to uh, continue traipsing around the globe with. I don't think we need to take all this. I will uh, take a crowbar out of my bag, set it on a crate, and I will hop out of the truck. When the crowbar lands, Miss Lane, you snap back awake. I open my eyes from where I am sitting on the crate, probably out of the uh, way of everybody else. And uh, look towards the uh, truck. A word of warning. Uh, the last time I opened one of those boxes up, I saw things that, well, shook me to my core. Drive carefully. I go eat my last pastry. Doc leans in with intrigue. There are several boxes within this box truck. They vary in size. So there are two, three. You still have the knife, yes, Alex? Yeah. Only two are missing. It's the knife and the shoes. Right. About 10 boxes total. Uh, the largest one is about 10 feet tall. It kind of dominates the rest of them. I'm guessing that's sarcophagus. Me? Yeah. Take a look at uh, the smaller boxes. Are they varying in size or are they all roughly the same size and smaller? Uh, no, they're, they're, they vary in size. A large majority of them are maybe, I would say, medium box size, James. And then you've okay. got a couple that are like two or three feet tall. Uh, there's one that's fairly flat compared to all the rest of them. Hmm. There is one which is no bigger than a bread box. I start with the one that's no bigger than a bread box, but I keep my eye on that flat one. That one intrigues me. Okay. So opening up the um, opening up the, the bread box size one, you reveal a very exotic-looking conch shell. Hmm. This is straight out of the Peloponnesian era style. It's maybe 18 to 24 inches long. It probably weighs a good 4 to 5 pounds. Decorated, or is it pretty much like raw from the ocean? Uh, no. So this is uh, actually rather dull on the outside. And then... When you flip it over, the interior is all pearlescent. So uh, it's rather striking. Does it look like it could be blown into to make a noise? Absolutely. 
All right. Well, I put that back in the crate with a mental note, kind of put it off to the side, and then head over to the flat box and begin examining that while other people okay. are doing things. Is anybody else opening boxes? Nope, I'm not nope. that dumb. I'll wait until it lo- the doctor tells me that there's something I need to look at. You're going to wait till I explode and then you will pick through the <laughs> remains. All right, don't touch that. Right. So opening up the flatter box, uh, doctor, you right. see a uh, picture frame in here under a bunch of hay. It's wrapped in uh, a bit of hay and then there's also brown paper, but you can tell that there's a picture frame there from the back of it. You'd have to take it out and, and pull the paper off. Okay. The doc is, uh, he's got a, you know, bad case of curiosity. So, and truth be told, as much magic as he's seen so far, he really has not seen anything that's like, this is an item that has magical powers. So that seems a little far-fetched to him. And he's more than curious as to what this could be a painting of to be this important. So, okay. You yep. take the paper off of it? I sure am. I'm going to face towards everyone so that they can't see what's on the painting if you get what I'm saying sure cool uh, so when you unwrap this you stare back a bit in wonder hmm. uh, it's a picturesque English churchyard scene seems to be at twilight there's a full moon that casts a, a light upon the row of several headstones uh, giving them a bit of a unearthly shine and you can see bestial figures which seem to be emerging out of the oncoming darkness just at the tree line. Do I see him looking at this? Well, you see him looking at, the, at a painting, yes, and you can't see what he's looking at. Is there a uh, plaque or label at the bottom? There is. There is. Uh, it seems that there's a plaque that says MS, and then there's a year that says 1924. 1924? What grips you about this painting is that you've been here before. This this has to be. That church is unmistakable. It's the church in Darby. I was just going to ask, is it the... Yeah, interesting. Your eyes run over the headstones, just naturally looking to see the detailed lines. And as you go over them, you begin to see the names of people who were killed in Derbyshire. Can I read them well enough to um, say them out loud? Or are these people that we know? No, these are people that you know, that you investigated. Ah. So huh. you you go through the, the paintings, you go through each one, right. and you begin seeing the names show up. Okay, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty shaking for the doctor. Yeah, which is why um, he's going to rub his eyes. Sand. You're going to roll sanity. I was for just going to say, he's going to rub <laughs> his eyes to make sure that he's seeing that and then probably make a tidy sanity roll here, real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luck be. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, that's 100 out of 59. <laughs> All righty. Yeah, Doctor's going to uh, sit down and just stare at the painting for a while because that sounds. that That's fascinating. So, Doctor. I'd like you to lose seven points of sanity for me. Yikes. Can I disagree with that? I would not like that to be. (laughs) (laughs) You could try, but you are going to now roll intelligence for me. It's funny. The thing that makes the doctor lose the most sanity isn't me. Uh, I got a hard success, 24 under 85. So the toughest part for you in 
all of this. The 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 bestial figures in the darkness, which seem to have a clawed, uh, they seem to have talons that want to reach out and grab you. The names on the headstones. Uh, you even see Osgood, Perkins, and you, you can't come to grips with the fact that this painting even exists. It's it's impossible. There's no way someone could know the names and have painted it already. And because your brain refuses to to leave well enough alone, you you bang around inside your head for a little bit. But luckily for you, this bout of madness is surrounded by your fellow compatriots. Well, fantastic. I'm good hands. Well, about that. Well, I'm in hands. <laughs> Hey, Mike. Do I I notice the doctor? I see the doctor. Does he does he just kind of sit down? Yeah, I mean, you you both would see him just kind of sit down, cradle this painting, and be kind of shaken and, and, and unable to to continue. I go over and pull the painting out of his hand. As I see him coming, am I cognizant enough to keep the painting to myself so that he can't see it? Um. Yeah. No. 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 Lawrence, this is this 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 is mine. You, 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 you shouldn't have this. This is. I don't think you want to see this. No. No. You probably don't. It's probably You're right, a bad Doctor. Idea. I don't. And I grab it from the back and I lift it out of his hands. If he wants to do a strength test, we can do that. I don't know, Mike, do I? Do I see them, like, little kid fighting over this? Yeah, so so Forsyth goes to honestly grab it out of his hands because you know, he wants to take whatever object away from, from Sigmund it is. And you all see, like, the doctor's, like, upper body flex. Like, he gets, he begins to exert, like, his, his what, you know, what little upper body strength he, he may or may not have. Uh, but he bears down on the frame of this painting like it's his. And the two of them are going to begin uh, struggling for it. No, I'm going to. I take a bite out of my apple and like elbow Miss Lane and point. I'm going to walk up to uh, Lawrence and look at him and be like, what is the harm of letting him have it right now? He's having a moment. I'm going to just hey, listen. look at Listen, her. both of you. Lawrence. Leave the painting alone. Let me talk to the doctor. All right. So, uh, James, give me that strength roll, by the way. Oh yes. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna not roll strength against that. Right, right, right. Thirty-three under fifty-five, sir. Okay. Uh, Lawrence, you pull on the painting, and the doctor rips it out of your hands, like with a ferocity. He takes the painting back. I'm gonna take a look at him. Look at the painting. I'm gonna look back at my compatriots. What are they doing? I'm right next to you, and I had told you to let him have it. I am leaning on a barrel, eating an apple, watching with intent. I've just started coming over. The doc hugs the painting a little closer, but doesn't stop anyone. I leave. I just walk out the door. All right. Headed for the bar. (laughs) I'm going to the bar. I'm going to um, reach for the doctor's elbow and uh, speak gently. Um, Doctor, why don't you just 
get off the truck. You can have your painting. That is fine. I don't want to look at it. It's for you. And we're like, help him. Try and help him get down off the truck. Uh, he's hugging the painting in a way that whoever is closest to him, the back of the painting is always pointed at them. Not like he's keeping it to him, but like he doesn't want to give it up. Just gonna grab his elbow and help him down. <laughs> on, on the way over there, is there like a, a cloth or something I can pick up? Yeah, I mean, it's a warehouse. There's, prob- there's probably some... Or, yeah. yeah. I just pick it up on the way over there. And when I get to the doctor, I'll just hand him the cloth. Takes it greedily and wraps the painting up. Let's put that back, shall we? Uh, tears in his eyes, he hands it back to Jack. Don't. Now put it back in his box. Don't unwrap it, Jack. I won't. Does the doctor let me help him off the truck? Oh, yeah. Okay. Doctor, you need to get to your medical bag. There's some something in it you yep. need. I need, uh, yeah, where's my bag? Where? Oh. Where's my bag? I'm going to walk him to wherever he set his bag down and have him take a seat. My heart rate is okay. far, far too high. We're not going through any more of these boxes. It's not worth it. Yeah. So, yeah, Mike, uh, as soon as I get to my bag, uh, handkerchief. I'm going to leave him and um, pull my stone, you know, my necklace out and walk by the crates and see if any if my stone reacts to any of them no your stone stays relatively the same as it has been since the last time you took it out at the key estate none of the boxes seem to react to it at all it is pleasant smelling doctor makes everything distant and kind of funny feeling yeah it that's wonderful it's really perfect for this moment Mm -hmm. everything feels soft and far away that's nice yeah what's the doctor doing oh he is um sniffing a rag currently sitting on the ground leaning up against whatever and huffing out of a handkerchief with his bag sitting open next to him is there a bottle in his hand yep is there any what can i see what's on it are you getting close enough (laughs) To, to read a label sure ether Nice. Um, he offers you the handkerchief briefly. No, I'm, I'm, I'll hold up my, my my apple, give him a little, a little bit of an air cheers, and look back at, uh, I guess, Maeve, who's wandering around in the truck. Yeah, but then I quickly come out. I say we burn it all. I agree. Pleasant as a, that might sound, some of these objects are. Pretty uh, resistant. Do something as simple as a fire. Yeah, Mike, do they do True. can I hear them talking about burning things? Yeah. <laughs> Distantly. It's a it's a thing. As I said before, uh, if it is uh, the will of the investigation to destroy these objects, uh I'm not concerned one way or the other, but uh what does that mean for the uh, other objects that you're carrying, things that might be dangerous? Have you uh, taken a moment to decide what your next step is going to be and if uh, Gavigan is going to make another attempt on your life? Well, I guess here's here's my... Th- um, I don't think I have anything that Gavigan wants, first of all. 
No, we have, I think we have one thing that Gavigan wants. I think that you all underestimate the uh, desires of uh, men who lust for power. They want all the power they can have. If you are in possession of it, it is something that will uh, make them more capable, provide more resources. It seems that much of this can be weaponized. I have an idea. As the doctor straightens himself back out and closes his doctor bag. <clears throat> I agree with someone. Most of these things should not be burned. I think they should be saved and studied by people who can do both safely, if you get what I mean. Perhaps we send them to Miskatonic University. Hmm? They have a very well-known occult and paranormal research. You know what? Actually, we have a connection here in London to the university. Yeah, we send them there and we make it part of... <laughs> I know, we we make it part of the O'Shea collection. <laughs> you donate I, them. I could. Dr. Pierce that I talked to when we first got here that helped, well, was trying to help Lawrence sort out his dream or when he disappeared or whatever. He also teaches, studies, I don't know what he does at the university, but I've, he's been there too. Um, he knows about some of these things. So maybe he knows a way to keep them safe or lock them away. Something of that nature. Indeed. I'm just thinking that perhaps Miskatonic would be the best place for them, and then you would be able to access them later because they would be at a school. And, you know. I don't think uh, you understand how dangerous these items are. If these uh, items are being studied and it is uh, this information is being spread around academic circles, there is only a matter of time before the information makes its way back to this cult, and then those academics at the college and all right. of their students and teachers. Right. I mean, cultists are cultists. They're fanatics. I understand that, too. Perhaps we send it back to the States and put it into a storage locker. But I do not think destruction I is think the that idea. They need to be, I think they need to be destroyed. Okay, here's my only question. I don't think any good from, will come from these items. Well, I... Okay. It'll drive anybody who looks at them mad eventually. As far as we can tell. Well, you guys have already looked at the sarcophagus, right? When you explained it to me? Yes? I saw it briefly. So my point is, is that do you think that that may have a connection to the cult? And if so, do you think that we can get information from it? I'm not saying information for us. I, I understand. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I'm just... Plus the logistics. I can only imagine what this kind of stuff would do to the people who who study it. And are we not creating more problems for the uh, world than we're solving with it? No, I totally agree. I think the only information that we need to get from what's left on here is maybe something to stop the cult. Uh, maybe to get more information so we know where it's rooted so we can just be done with it I don't know I, 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 I absolutely understand that uh, argument I'm just 
I don't know if the benefit is worth the uh, risk. My concern, Monsieur Doyle, is uh, that we do not necessarily know what what else Gavigan was attempting to send overseas. Mm -hmm. Some of these objects look random. And I'm going to be honest with you, all right? Um, If he's capable of sending a truckload of horrific items like this, what kind of, uh, I guess, stream of goods are flowing through this man's hands? Well, it depends how he how he words it, how the description is. If it came from some primitive tribe that he's sending to a museum, or from a museum to another museum. What, I mean, what I'm saying is, imagine the kind of... Um, power he has at his hands with these kind of things or what it's doing to him or the people around him or oh i guarantee you with the power this is, this is a a truckload of evil mm-hmm. is there more had there been more ships yes i i can guarantee it. how often does this happen how much is going on here what kind of power does this man have access to probably more than we um want to know Considering the book that I got, I can tell that it's a powerful book. I just can't translate it yet. I'm getting close, though. Of what book are you speaking? I'll pull it out of my satchel because that is one that I have been working on translating. So I do have that one in my satchel. I believe it's the one that's in French, actually. The book of... Ebon. As I answer your earlier question, do we have a, uh, another step after this? I have the beginnings of a plan. I don't see what other step we would have. Are you offering the book to me? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll take a look at this book. Is it just like a like an old book? Yeah. Leather? Yep. Worn leather cover. I'll pass it back to her. And you, uh, this book came from where? Uh, Lillian got it out of Gavigan's hidey hold. Yeah, I don't know if Simone knows that Lillian went traipsing to the Penguin. Oh, no. He doesn't know that, does he? He does now. Yeah, he does now. <laughs> I'm sitting on my crate. Regardless, uh, you are going to have to decide whether we are going to risk leaving these objects within reach of Penhue. Can we do anything about Gavigan? Does he think that you are dead? Uh, what does he know about what has happened? We don't know. I know that he was trying to harm us. I can tell you that he argued with my father about... I think that he wanted to do something with Crompton. And my father disagreed with the way he was doing things. So I think my father caught on to the fact that he was up to shady business. Um, he is also a part of the society. So I'm sure, I mean, he's wealthy and all he has to do is probably put money in the right hands and he can do whatever he wants. But as far as what he thinks of us, I don't know. Because that just happened last night. Now, I don't know if the attack was from Gavigan or... Or a 
uh, side note parentheses because I don't think Morgan told us about the the note. No, I don't think I did. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it was an attack because of the things that Lillian brought back, or I don't know if it is an attack because of the things that they brought back from the other place with the priestess. So sounds like we had a uh, quite a busy evening. Yeah. Where are these uh, items now? All of these things that were acquired? They're in my trunk. It's all just, um, like, ritual gear. Like, the robe, the crook. There is a scroll. But I don't speak Arabic, so I don't know it yet. Which I'm assuming is probably some incantation to their black pharaoh. Oh, and there's a mirror. Yeah, and another book. I look at Lillian. Madame Wazaline, uh, before the events of last night and uh, whatever transpired, you had stated a willingness to be a custodian of sorts. Is this still your desire? Of the items that we have acquired? Oui. Yes, art, I... Art collector, I, I believe. Yes. My family collects fine art. Um, I, I think while I understand the... I've been listening to the conversation that's been going on. Um, while I understand these items are dangerous, they they may come and be, you know, be useful to us in the future. It is better to preserve than to destroy. <laughs> you just want to hug the... Them. Yeah, but you just want to hug the art piece. That's all you want to do. The exception of the painting that uh-huh. should probably be destroyed. Honestly, I wouldn't mind taking a look at that painting, but not right no, now. Don't no no. Then but we really it? should we, we we really should preserve it because if we're saying that if we're saying the items are dangerous, then the items we already have in our possession are dangerous and they should be destroyed too. That includes the books that Maeve has. Now I'm not saying we do that, but if we're going along those lines of thinking, that's. Logic, what logic dictates. Okay, so you're saying we should lug around this 10 foot tall sarcophagus everywhere? No, I'm saying we ship it back to the States and have it stored in one of my family's warehouses. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. With all of these things, if nothing else, to keep them out of the wrong hands. As well as to perhaps Maeve comes up with a way to safely study them, to neutralize them. While uh, while the caviar of your family uh, will provide uh, a suitable justification for sending them, uh, I think it might be best for us to reach out to uh, Monsieur Ramsey, uh, as he is currently managing the uh, Jackson estate, as this is, uh, as far as I know, an extension of his investigation, no? Mm, Very true. He can help facilitate getting these items to my family's warehouse. Yeah, uh, maybe he can uh, handle security arrangements and that kind of stuff, too. Yes. Yes, I, I I don't want my family anywhere near these. Other than they're going to the warehouse, but there's already enough stuff in there. I'm sure that a couple more items aren't going to be a problem. It's possible Ramsey might have an idea of a better way to handle it. Maybe getting an actual warehouse, a small warehouse area. Hmm. And that too. Yeah, I I think a neutral party should have 
the location and the keys to the place. So then it's none of our family that we have to deal with or anything like that. Yeah. So I think it it should be maybe in a warehouse with, you know, in Jackson's estate, you know, we can, Elias's we can, estate. We can work on, the, on those particular details later. But as long as we're agreed that I guess we're going to keep the items. Right. Well, we can't really abandon them here. Well, we, we need to get them shipped out to the States and, and send a telegram okay. to Ramsey. That, I mean, that's so just so Gavigan and his thugs don't come looking for them. Okay. They should not. Uh, the shipment should be relatively safe for at least a couple of months. So if we know where they're going... Uh, we can decide what else you want to send along. And then becomes uh, the question becomes a matter of how to deal with this Gavigan and this cult problem. Yes. Well, Jack had an idea. Yeah. Well, first, once we uh, decide what to do with these, we lock this uh, place up here to keep it, uh, you know, and don't come back to it. Maybe except for Simone. Simone uh, can lose a tail and back to the thing that the warehouse to check up on them because I just don't want us I don't want to draw attention to it I want it to be as unconnected to us as possible I have no reason to believe that they would follow us to Southampton well still better to be safe if they're if they're chasing us as possible we oui. the fact that we fled uh, London the day after the attack to Southampton specifically may indicate that uh, to them that they'd scared us off we oui, perhaps Maybe not, maybe, but we, we come to Southampton, and I say we find a way to uh, lose them, misdirect them, and then go up to the Nays, to the Miser House, to this place where we uh, believe that they're uh, holding their occult ceremonies. And we set an ambush. We know when they're coming. I finished my apple. We do? Yeah, the night of the new moon. Oh, right. I mean, I'm, we're not, I, we can't be 100% sure that this is the house, but there seems to be too many connections. Given my expertise in certain things, I'm sure if we can get in, um, I would be able to find evidence that that would be the place. Right. I mean, unless it's screamingly obvious, like uh, the key house. I look over at Lillian. <laughs> so, this Miser house... It was a, a mansion that was formerly owned by an Egyptologist and a cultist named, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Neville Lloyd Price. This, this uh, Lloyd Price uh, buddy uh, ended up having to sell off the land. So it went to somebody. I don't know who yet, but uh, I, there's too many connections to make me think that it doesn't uh, have something to do with it. Miss O'Shea, give me an idea roll. Well, I got plenty of that, which means I'll probably fail. 10 out of 90. So Jack mentions this name, and your brain goes through your memory banks because you know that there's association here with, with Edward Gavigan. And the name he mentions, person who used to own the land, their name was in the society book. Wait, hold on. So Neville Lloyd Price had also belonged to the Spiritualist Society, you know, with Gavigan and 
my father and the ritual and Crompton. I just kind of blink. <laughs> right. I'm looking at people. I'm like, cricket, cricket. Do you think perhaps there is more information there to be found? <sighs> Possibly. Um, I mean, there's a connection. If not, we know that they were all connected. I want to find out what Jack was saying. So, so what happened with Price? We don't know. He just sold the land. Yeah, he just went broke, sold off the land. That's the last time uh, I hear of him. But then again, uh, I'm not looking for him. I was looking at the land. I don't know who he sold it to, but it would not okay. surprise me if he sold it to a friend of his that belonged to a society that he belonged to. Right. Uh, I was thinking maybe we could check out the uh, land and titles in the area, but we have to go to the county. If we're going there anyhow, maybe we can get there soon enough so we can start doing some research in the place. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely try and find evidence of whatever they're doing there um, if I get into the house. Um, I mean, I can maybe go back to the society and look at records, but since we're leaving London and... Well, it it's probably best that we close it up here and uh, we can pick it up next time with whatever plans are going to culminate as the uh, investigators in London uh, make some more serious preparations. So thank you for listening and we will catch you next episode. <laughs>